0: You're tuned in to A Story Worth Living, the podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer E. Patterson. I'm an educator, a personal growth enthusiast, and a Jesus girl. And I'm so excited to be able to share stories with you, stories and experiences of everyday people that connect and inspire us to look deeper, to try harder, and to go farther. With that said, I'd like to welcome you to listen to this episode of A Story Worth Living. I came across a Forbes article entitled, 10 Things to Remember When Going Through Tough Times. And let me tell you, these 10 things are so worth writing down and posting on a wall where you can read them over and over and be reminded that you are not built to break, even in tough times. And the funny thing is, we cannot avoid tough times, but we can control how we respond and how we choose to navigate those tough times. As always, this is not easy, but it's definitely possible. Now let's get to these 10 things to remember. Number one, Dwelling on what you don't want works against what you do want. Hmm. Number two, you've overcome tough times before, you will again. Number three, no matter how bad it feels now, it won't feel this way forever. Number four, you are bigger than your problems. Number five, nothing robs your peace of mind faster than fear. Number six, it's okay to not feel okay. Number seven, faith doesn't remove your problems, it transforms them. Number eight, we are braver together than we can ever be alone. Number nine, life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. And number 10, trust yourself that whatever happens, you'll handle it. These are said to be 10 truths to help you weather your current storm better and emerge from your storm better off. I absolutely love that. And I believe that these 10 truths are pretty practical as well. So in order to kind of explore what, you you know, what do these truths look like in real time? Well, we're gonna hear from someone who's going to put it in a practical perspective for us. I'm pleased to feature Duanea Wilkerson, a friend, a fellow entrepreneur, and a fellow business owner, and a weatherer of storms. Yes, weatherer. I think I just made up a word. (laughs) But anyway, I want you to lean in close as she shares her experiences navigating tough times and how she found ways to transform her personal ashes into beauty through the lessons that she learned in the process. Why don't we start out, uh, I just want to share a couple of quotes about adversity, about okay. navigating challenging situations in our lives. And I just want to get your knee jerk, like, what is your take on these? Okay. okay, so the first quote is a Mahatma Gandhi quote, and it says, strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths when you go through hardships and decide not to surrender. That is strength. Wow.
1: (laughs) Right? Um, I think a few years ago, I would not have understood that quote, um, especially to the magnitude that I do now, because I feel like over the last... Over the now, I feel like I know that over the last five years, um, my strength has been tested, um, and I feel stronger. I feel so much stronger than what I was five years ago. I recently shared on social media that I had gone through, and I don't think that that. We have even talked about this, but I shared on social media that um, someone contacted me about applying to a business accelerator and um, it was a national business accelerator. And so I got excited about it and I really wanted to be a part of it. And so there was a first round of interviews and I went through that, and then I got an email back about a second round of interviews. Like, you know, we really like what you're saying. We like what you have to offer. We feel like that you would be a, de- a definite asset to the program, blah, blah, blah. So I went through the second round of the interview, and everything um, went well. And then I got an email back you know, with the, we're so sorry, you're great, but we did not choose you to be a part of this program. And, you know, in that moment, I'm going to be honest, I was hurt and I was disappointed. I think disappointed is a better word than than hurt. I was disappointed because in the process of the two interviews, I decided, hey, I do really want to be a part of this. And I felt like I had a really good strong chance of being chosen. And then when I wasn't, it was like, okay. But what I realized after those couple of hours, because it really didn't take me much time to like reconcile with the fact that I wasn't going to be part of the program. It didn't take long at all. But I just thought back to a few years ago when that would have really um, brought my spirits down for probably days And, you know, instead of shedding a couple of tears, I would have shed buckets of tears. And it just would have been like a dagger on an already open wound. And, you know, this time it was just like a surface wound. It's like, oh, there's a little piercing there, but I'm not bleeding out onto the sidewalk. And so I was able to recognize in that moment how much I'd grown in being able to handle something that was disappointing. I felt stronger. And this is now the first time that I've, you know, been able to put that in words, but I felt stronger. Wow. Wow.
0: It's almost like your resolve, like your immunity, like this, this proverbial immunity was built up yes to be able to handle wow mm-hmm. all right that's quote number one here's quote number two like you this is a whole clinic like you, you can't <laughs> you, you can't you didn't come to play here's a second <laughs> quote all the adversity by the way this is a walt disney quote and if anybody knows anything about walt disney's story like he did not succeed the very first yes. time no right <laughs> okay mm-hmm. and look at the, the entire empire that, you know, millions of families have enjoyed because he didn't give up. But anyway, Walt Disney said, all the adversity I've had in my life, all my troubles and obstacles have strengthened me. You may not realize it when it happens, but a kick in the teeth may be the best things
1: in the world for you. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was thinking about this, um, this call and what we would be discussing, I thought to myself, I'm so thankful that I haven't been put through the wringer much in my life. When I look back at things that I thought were crushing, especially when you're young and that could be relationships or friendships or whatever, that's nothing. So I I have been accustomed to things going my way. I feel like when when, when I look back and I'm really honest, I was accustomed to things going my way and whether they went my way because they were meant for me or whether it was because I'm relentless, whatever, whatever the reason may have been, I was used to things going my way. And so when I started in business, I mean, he mentions a kick in the teeth. That was a kick in the teeth Um, because I, I left one industry education and went to another business where I had no network, no friends, no connections, no nothing. And I was starting from the ground up. And what I expected to happen in six months didn't happen for years. And now that I have come, you know, I'm on the other side of it, so to speak. Those things were needed to help me grow as a person. They were needed to help me grow in my faith in God. They were needed to grow my relationship with him. They were needed to grow my dependency on him. Um, They were just, you know, it was like, God was like, girl, we got to toughen you up some. <laughs> and it was like, I, I felt so down. Like I would definitely equate the start of my business in those first couple of years to one of the lowest points in my life. And now that I can even talk about it without crying, man, that's a win. So, so I, I definitely feel like I have been built into a newer person, a better, stronger, more mindful, more dependent, more, I definitely know where my strength comes from type of person. And you just, the
0: way you articulated that just lets us know that a kick in the teeth is not necessarily fatal. Absolutely not! Wow,
1: just we're, no. We're that could be your gift. greatest gift ever.
0: This quote is by Marion Williamson, and she says, "Something very beautiful happens to people when their world has fallen apart. A humility, a nobility, a higher intelligence emerges at just the point when
1: our knees hit the floor." Hmm. So what stands out to me there is definitely humility. Um, Sometimes when we're what we would like to call on top, whatever on top is for any given person at at, at any given moment, um, we can think that we are in control of things. And then when you get to a place where your your decision-making, your choices, your path, your manipulation doesn't work, that is humbling. Because you're like, okay, where, okay, all of these things worked before. Why aren't they working now? And you have to take a, another look. And everybody's, um, the great thing I think about, about when you go through adversity or and the great thing about God is that everybody's, uh, the word means the same, no matter who it applies to, but everybody's adversity is different And and what you're going to take if you decide to take anything from it, because it's definitely a choice. Whatever you decide to take from it is going to be different. And I think that is what the beautiful thing about facing the challenge, facing adversity, choosing to sit in it, because if you don't sit in it, you're not going to make it to the other side. And then when you make it to the other side, you can look back like, oh, wow, that's what I learned. That's what I needed. And sometimes you're even able to recognize that while you are in it, like this is what I need. This is what I'm supposed to get to get from this. And I think that is a beautiful thing because you can get any number of us sitting around in a circle and we could probably go through the very same experience, but what each person is going to take from that experience is going to be different. And I think that is amazing and beautiful. Yeah, when you get to the other side, because when you're in it, it's just like heartbreaking.
0: There is a thought process that we can adopt that can kind of lead us through mm-hmm. you know, that, that journey or lead us on that journey.
1: I learned so many lessons um, with the start of my business. And like I said, I feel like that's one of the greatest challenges I've faced in my life at this point. But so many lessons came from that time. I learned financial lessons. I learned um, lessons about um, living authentically. And I know that that is, Uh, A word that's thrown around so much lately, but I definitely learned a lesson about authenticity. I learned a a lesson about um, resilience, um, continuing to move forward. I also learned um, what I think is my greatest and most important lesson was developing a dependency on God, um, a knowing in God. And so when I started in 2016, when I resigned from teaching and I, I was ready to resign, but I wasn't ready to resign. And when I say I wasn't ready, I was kind of given a choice to put my resignation in or not. Like I, there was literally a phone call. Hey, so what are you going to do? Are you coming back in the fall? We need to answer by the end of the day. So that was just, you know, I, at that moment, I just sat there and I started praying and I was like, God, I need you to show me, tell me that this is going to be okay. And the response that I got back very clearly was, if I show you everything, then that won't be you stepping out on faith. And I was like, okay, well, I guess that means I can go ahead and go then. So I put the resignation in and it, it from that day on, it just seemed like everything started moving downwards really quickly. Um, so they say that you should have all these things when you start a business. You should have a proven concept. You should have, Uh, money saved, Um, you should be networking. I was doing all of those things and none of them were paying off for me in the way that I had anticipated. A year of savings turned into seven months of savings. Um, All of these networking things that I were involved in, I never felt like anything was a good fit for me. Nobody understood what my business was about. Nobody understood me. I also went through a phase where I literally altered myself. Like when I worked in education, I could get away with purple hair and pink hair and whatever outfit I wanted to wear for the day, mixed prints and all those things. But when I switched over to the business sector, I felt like I had to show up in a different way. And that different way, um didn't feel right for me but I did it anyway because I felt like that's what I should do and at the same time even making all those changes I felt like I wasn't gaining any traction in my business and I was just looking for the right group or the right person or the right whatever to Help me. And I remember one day doing laundry and I was just walking around, talking to God, asking for help. Well, begging for help. So doing laundry, walking around, begging God for help. Please help me do this. Please, you know, give me this. Send me here. Let somebody do this or whatever. And then again, God spoke to me very distinctly. You're not going to get any help. Because when this goes, wherever it is that it's going, you're not going to be able to give anybody credit for it except me and so in that moment, i it registered what he was saying. it registered on a very surface level in my mind, and it stayed with me, but it didn't register enough for me to to like really surrender it to him. And it wasn't until um, about two years later that did register that, okay, you don't have any control over this. He has already told you, you're not getting any help, chill out. And so I kind of went through a stage where I had to, um, where I had to get back to myself. And so the first part of that was even figuring out what it meant to get back to myself. And there were just so many things that, that meant, that meant reading more, that meant getting back to being physically active, that meant prayer, that meant getting clarity on what I wanted. And What I wanted to see in my business life, that meant all of those things. And it wasn't an overnight process, and I'm still not completely there yet. But I feel like going through so many challenges, financial, um, not having the clients I need, not having the number of clients that I needed, it was all just to get me to the point where I could recognize and hear what God was saying to me and I could surrender all the things that I was struggling to figure out on my own. And I was trying to make happen on my own. I could surrender all of those things to him. And that was a a terribly ugly process, but here I am.
0: That process. um, And I'm glad that you kind of described it that way as terribly ugly because it reminds me of something that I talk about all the time. I talk about this all the time because it's really my my personal life motif, right? And that is the process of a caterpillar transforming into a butterfly. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: you you said that was a terribly ugly process, but here it is. So when I think about that, the caterpillar, when it is very, very young, basically when it's birthed, that that first stage, the caterpillar has the components that it needs to be a butterfly as a caterpillar, but it has to go through this terrible, ugly process. Mm -hmm. So while it's in the cocoon, it, um, it liquefies and it starts to digest itself. So the ugly process actually becomes what builds into the caterpillar as it's transforming from one form to the other. And if you, you think about that and it's just like, wow, like this, this thing it's, it's solid and then it becomes a liquid and then it starts to digest it. It, it almost completely digests itself mm-hmm. as it transforms. And, but it cannot become a butterfly unless it goes through that process. And you mentioned something as well. You said that everybody's everybody has adversity, but everybody's adversity looks different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and it impacts us differently. And, and so the interesting thing is we all get to go through this process. And you mentioned that we all have a choice. In in essence, what I'm hearing is we have a choice in how we perceive it yeah. and what we're going to do with it.
1: Yes. Um, because when we when we are faced with a challenge or with adversity, we can just be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Let me go another way. Like I could have said, I'm not about to go through this. I can just go back to teaching. Um, I, That was that was an option. And you know, that was an option that many other people offered me, (laughs) but you, so you have to know, even if you don't know, you have to feel at least on some level that what you're going through, what you're facing is all going to work out at some point. Who in the heck even knows at what point that's going to be, that's going to be, that could be six months. It could be one year. It could be five years. Nobody knows. You don't know, but it's how much are you willing um, or how long are you willing, how, how patient are you willing to be um, to go through what you need to go through? When you're going through a challenge, or when you're going through adversity, it can be very lonely because sometimes you're embarrassed to share what you're going through. Other times you just don't want any outside feedback. Um, it You cannot even know how to articulate it or ask for help or tell anybody. So it's just lonely. And, you know, we don't really like going through things alone. So, Making the choice to, I'm going to face this and I'm going to be introspective and I'm going to try to listen to, you know, what I need to listen to, do what I need to do so that I can make it to to the other side. That is definitely a choice.
0: There are changes that are made. As a result of the process, I can learn to embrace something new hmm I'm not the same. Would you say you're the same person that you were?
1: Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. Like I said, I'm stronger. I feel more resilient. On my best day, I feel unstoppable. On my worst day, I just feel like I can do this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. And that doesn't mean that fear or doubt or none of those things creep in. They do. So that's what takes me from feeling unstoppable to, okay, I can do this. (laughs) But I also feel like I'm more compassionate towards other people. Another way that I feel different is that I feel like it's okay to do me. Like I took... I took a chance on myself when everybody was saying, no, 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 no. Cause nobody understood. And you know, it's working out and I'm not even at the end, wherever the end is, you know, wherever that point is, I'm not there yet. I know that much. Um, so I'm very different. I'm more patient too. And whoever would have thought. <laughs>
0: I'm appreciating everything that you're saying right now. Um, And overall, I appreciate you just, in the way that you've shared, reminded us that we can do hard things. Yes. We can do hard things. And so what would be your advice or your encouragement to someone who is
1: in the middle of a hard thing right now? So before we had this conversation, actually, which is very funny, I I was talking to a friend of mine who is in a hard place. And she, like most of us, she's definitely not alone in this. When she thinks she thinks very big and she just can't seem to break down that big into little steps she can take. All she can see right now is, I have this big idea, this big dream, and I can't figure out the little pieces to, to get there. And she was like, "I just don't feel like even trying to figure it out at, at this point, because at this point, she's just not feeling she's not feeling it. And what I said to her, what I would say to anybody else? Is that every single day you have to get up and fight, even if you fight just for thirty minutes and then go get back in the bed. If you fight for an hour and then you go back to bed, every single day you have to get up and you have to fight. There are mornings, Jennifer. I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't even know you could wake up and have tears in your eyes already. Before you even opened your eyes, you were crying. And I woke up more than on more than one day with tears in my eyes because I went to sleep worried and concerned. I woke up worried and concerned, and there were already tears there just to start the morning. So what I would do on those days, because I knew I had to get up, I would turn on some inspirational, motivational podcast. And I would just let that play in the background while I got dressed. And then I would go out and do whatever it is I had to do, whether that be, you know, for an hour, two hours, half an hour. And I would drive myself back home and I would just, let myself feel the feelings but at least I had accomplished something that day towards reaching my goal and so I just think oftentimes we get we get too consumed with the big thing that we don't give ourselves permission to just do the little thing and I know there's so much around us that says you have to go big you have to you know, be the boss and do this and do that. No, you have to, you have to survive from one day to the next. And sometimes survival looks like the smallest, the, 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 the minimal, the most minimal thing you can accomplish that day. And eventually you'll see that those things are building up. I didn't believe it when people told me do small things every day and, you will see the gradual buildup. Now I do. So that would be the thing that I would tell somebody. And please, 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 like, literally I'm begging, if you're listening to this, please trust that the little things you do every day, they are going to build up to something that you're happy with and proud of, and, and it's gonna be progress. But you can't stay down. You can get knocked down, but you can't stay there.
0: Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of A Story Worth Living. And be sure to check out new episodes that drop on Wednesdays. Oh, and don't forget to consider your own story worth living in the meantime. We'll see you next time.